Hello, and welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by PDF Pen from Smile. I'm Simone de Rochefort, resident flu haver and video producer at Polygon.com, and I'm joined today by Christina Warren, senior cloud developer advocate, and Brianna Wu, Democratic candidate for Congress and comic book talker on TV about. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Oh, poor Stanley. He's I gone. Know. But he's not really gone because his work is going to be here forever. Mm-hmm. It is. And I mean, as terrible as it is to, to lose someone as uh, influential uh, to the, uh, you know, uh, art community and, and genre community and, and culture mm-hmm. uh, community, he was 95. He he lived a good life. And, and he did uh, so much more than most people yeah. will ever do. Yeah, more than me. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally, and yeah. and his cam- and his cameos in every movie will will live on mm-hmm. forever. So I've always assumed that they must have gotten him into the studio and done like the Siri thing, where they walk you through saying every syllable, so they can just construct in future movies him saying any line and CG <laughs> him. I mean, is that a bad assumption that they did that? Where are the ethics on that? I know people get very heated over uh, reproductions of people who have died in a uh, in film. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, he would have consented. This yeah, is, yeah. You know, oh, his, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Different this is situation Stanley. from I think, I think he'd be like completely down with it. He'd be like, yes, I, I want to be <laughs> Let me live on. Forever. Yes, put me in, in every single uh, you know reboot of Spider-Man from here to eternity. <laughs> because we know that Sony is never going to give up on rebooting Spider-Man until it can recapture the, the Sam Raimi magic of Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2. Um, How can you say something so controversial yet so brave? <laughs> I love all it. right well should we talk about something even more horrible well okay i won't i won't put a, a value on it something what, else christina's ipad that's awesome <laughs> that's not oh okay we can talk about christina's ipad <laughs> i want to talk about christina let's start the show positive start the show posy then we'll do it a little dip and then we'll come we'll bring it back to posy <laughs> so on today's show we are going to be discussing christina's impressions of her ipad pro which she received immediately before we recorded last week so we weren't able to get you know our our own take on it or christina's own take on it with our interrogation of her as well as uh, Amazon's decision to move to uh, the oh. Virginia area, as well as Long Island City in New York City. And finally, bringing it back up by talking about the incredible Detective Pikachu trailer, which oh. is probably the greatest thing that any of us will ever see. Oh, we so deserved it. It's the highlight of 2018. Well, it's I one feel. of the things, uh, as I said, I said this on uh, our group chat. Um, we did not deserve this, and yet we also did. Yeah. We did. We did. Yeah, we I did. Agree with I, that. I feel. I, I feel like all in. I don't know if we deserve it, but I do feel like I've been watching a lot of the Good Place. I don't know if we earned the points for it, but yet at the same yeah. time, I kind of feel like we have. So, Twenty eighteen is awful. America we definitely have elected our first bisexual senator this week. So you know, I That's feel true. like we kind of earned it, especially in Arizona. Yeah. So you know, I I feel I feel better about America than I did a yeah. week ago. Anyway, I want to talk about your iPad. Can can I skip this? Like, what's going on? <laughs> um, yeah, you could probably skip it. Well, what what? Okay, actually, let me go back. What iPad do you currently have? Uh, so I've got the first gen, uh, the giant, stupid size iPad Pro. <laughs> that one, uh, keyboard and pencil, and okay. it's dented like frack from carrying uh, it all over the world. <laughs> okay, you might. Yeah. Okay, so it's about two and a half years old. Yeah. You could upgrade and. It's going to be better on paper. Um, I don't know how better. I don't know if 
okay, at least in my experience so far, I'm not running into any apps that are running significantly better than the ones on my uh, 2016 9.7-inch iPad Pro are. Um, there are a couple of differences. Now, obviously, I was coming from the 9.7 iPad Pro, oh. which uh, was a little bit lower spec than than the 10.5-inch that came out a year later and the 12.9-inch kind of refresh, which came out in 2017. Um, mine did not have the... Uh, what do they call it? Not the ProRes, but the, uh, the ProMotion screen. Yeah. Um, that is actually really cool. So that that's technology that came out last year, which is basically the, the 120 hertz uh, for, for certain tasks. So everything really does look super fluid and super cool and super smooth. Um, the camera is actually worse than the 2017 iPad uh, really? Pros. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a five, you know... Uh, Even with that massive bump. bump? Yeah. The, the camera is actually worse. You can't do portrait mode in the rear camera. You can't do it in the front-facing um, but I mean, I'm in a position where if I'm being honest, I don't use the iPad pro yeah. camera. Uh, although, but it's, but that is a weird change because they'd kind of gotten to a point where the, I, you could like, there was a period of time. It was brief, but there was a period of time where like the iPad pro cameras were like as good as the iPhone cameras, which was sort of an interesting idea, especially from a video perspective, because you have this massive battery and you could be like, Oh, well, you know, I could make this be like a, a good mm-hmm. 4k camera or whatever that's not really the case anymore um that said the face id i really like so uh i really like face id i really love the new industrial design as well just from an aesthetic standpoint i love the industrial design so i got the 11 inch model because the the 12.9 inch even with the smaller bezels is just going to be too much for me Mm. um i i did actually uh go into an apple store and, and look at one and I was convinced. I was like, this is really nice, but it would be like, because it's basically the the size of a, of a piece of paper, like a, an A, you know, a 12 like piece of paper. And, and I looked at that and I was like, that's too big. Like, that's just <laughs> yeah. too big. Whereas no, the 11- I would agree. Like the old iPad Pro, like my big one, I deeply regret getting in that size. Like it was the first gen. It was the only size totally. they offered. It's stupidly big. I mean, it's, yeah. And now this is, now the new one is significantly smaller than that. So I feel like people who, liked and for whatever reason one of the 12.9 screen before will be really happy with the new 12.9 inch size for me personally though just the way i use an ipad that is still too big for me that is just Mm -hmm. too large um i'm used to i've always had you know the 9.7 inch size and 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 the 10 and a half inch size is the same um size basically as as the 10 and a half inch last year only now it's 11 um inches because of the lack of bezel so it's but, but the form factor is very similar you know to that traditional ipad size so that that's what I went for. If you wanted something a little bit bigger, it's going to be the 12.9 inches now going to be much more usable. For me personally, still too big. So I, I, I'm glad I didn't uh, go for that model. Uh, but, but people who want something bigger, that might be for them. For me, I always have a laptop anyway. So it was just like, I don't need this. But other than that, the industrial design, I really love. It has, um, in a lot of ways, it kind of looks like the iPhone 5 where huh. it has kind of the chamfered like edges and it's and it's you know um uh, that you know, antenna kind of, around the back like it's kind of beautiful i think it is it, it it's really nice and and it and it's super thin but it also feels substantial and i just i don't know i really like it it feels futuristic and um you know i like i like that it has an aluminum back that, that they haven't you know done the whole glass thing um the face id uh works really well and i'm not really sure how they were able to kind of do it but they you know it works from all directions wow um presuming you know assuming that you're not covering up kind of like the the, the sensor where, where where the sensor is with your fingers so you can have it in any of the directions 
Um, and, and it'll unlock your face, which is really cool. And will it open in like horizontal or vertical, depending on or just depending on what orientation you have okay. it set at? Like, I usually have mine set to auto do it, but in certain modes, like if I'm reading at night or if I'm watching a video, I will lock the orientation. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if you have the orientation locked, it'll still okay. you know, unlock itself. Um, what's, uh, you know, they got rid of buttons on the side, so which is a little bit frustrating. They, they've done this before. So, like, the mute switch is gone. And, and that um, mm. used to also act as kind of uh, a, a rotation lock, but they got rid of that a while ago. But the, the mute switch is gone. Um, the rotation lock, I guess, or whatever is gone. And so you have a power button on the top, and then you have the, the, the volume buttons on the side. The weird thing with that is, okay, so, like, taking a screenshot, you have to press the power button, and then you have to press, like volume button to take a screenshot so that you know takes a little bit getting used to as opposed to the old way with the home button um you know restarting that sort of thing is 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 a little bit more challenging but but it but it's good it feels really good the screen is gorgeous the i really do like how the bezels are they're all even on the same side i was a little bit worried about uh you know losing some of the bezels to be honest because even though i like the thinner bezel free design an iPad is a little bit different than a phone and that like you're holding it a lot mm, and you, you don't, don't necessarily want your thumbs want... on the screen. Right. Or, 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 you know, how, how good is the palm detection going to be? In my mm. experience so far, it's been really good. Face ID works really well. I even set it up actually the second time I set my iPad up because the first, I had some internet connectivity and so issues. And so the, the second time I was setting it up, um, I actually did it. It was basically dark and it still was able to pick up my face again, I guess, because of the the IR, you know, on the camera, um, the low light nature. Um, but it works really well. Um, so I did not get the keyboard cover. Okay, uh, okay, case. that's too bad. So I wanted to ask you about. I know. That. I, 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 know. I looked at that in the store. I'm going to be honest with you. I I don't. I've never liked the keyboard cases. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of them. Well, especially when you've got the surface. Uh, you, you've got the surface go. I was really, really, really impressed yes. with like the keyboard covers with that. It's, it is. And you it's, feel it, it it's at so the good. Apple Store, and I mean, it it feels not significantly better than the first gen. Uh, I also don't like the like they got rid of the best feature, which is like origami design, which is very versatile for this you know, simpler to use version of it. Um, the keyboard is my biggest worry because that's why I never typed on my iPad Pro, right? Right, right. So instead, what I what I have done is I've paired it with like a Bluetooth keyboard and mm. it works great. Um, and I'm, I'll be interested to see if Logitech or some other companies are able to do something that will work with, you know, the smart connector um, in, in some way. Because um, in theory, you know, a smart connector can be better because, you know, it doesn't have to do the pairing and that sort of thing. But in, in practice, a Bluetooth keyboard works fine. I did get the new Apple Pencil. The new Apple Pencil, as every, as all the reviews have said, is significantly better. Like, this is the way Apple should have designed it to begin with. Um, in my opinion, it feels better in the hand. It's the same, um, I guess, overall, like, thickness, but it now has a flat edge um, on it that actually feels like a, you know, a pencil ridge, um, mm-hmm. which is good. And when you double tap on that, and you can double tap on it anywhere, um, it'll switch to the eraser, or if you're in apps and, and other apps, you can like kind of, you know, depending on what app it is, you know, have it set to go to the the last tool used, mm. um, which is a nice way of switching things. I really appreciate that. They finally got rid of the stupid requirement to, you know, have the cap to charge it, which yeah. was my yeah. biggest <laughs> pet peeve with the with the so old Apple dumb. Pencil. Yeah. And then finally, you know, it does it attaches to the side. Um, what what is essentially the, the the top of the iPad if you were to hold it? Um, I guess. Um, you know, uh, uh, horizontally, 
Um, uh, and and if, if you were to hold it vertically, it'd be you know what what's what's on its um, uh, right side. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, it pairs it automatically. It'll come up and kind of tell you, hey, Apple Pencil is there. It'll give you the charging, um, you know, amount. Um, the magnet is strong, but it's not like a lot of people be like, oh, it's never going to fall off. Oh no, it'll mm-hmm. fall off. Like if you're putting <laughs> yeah. this in a bag, for instance, and you're jostling around, you need to be prepared that m- you you could just attach it to you know. A, that fine and put it into like your laptop pouch it's probably gonna be fine if you were going on some sort of big trip or if you can't kind of trust the pouch i would still store it separately if i'm being honest that kind of brings me to you you said you always travel with a laptop so presumably when you go on your world tour very soon yes you if you do bring this it's going to be as an extra device what right what is your use for it yeah so i i am not using this for the pro uh, capabilities clearly, uh, as I said last week, and as I even said on Twitter, like and I know myself, like I'm basically I paid, you know, sixteen hundred dollars with taxes and Apple Care and accessories and all that stuff for something that because I got the uh, two fifty six gigabyte LTE eleven inch version uh, for you know something I'm going to watch Netflix play, you know, uh, match three and time management sure. games on. Um, but also, I am kind of hoping, and one thing I have actually been doing um, as I'm, I'm getting ready for uh, my um, uh, my world tour. Um, I've been doing a lot of notes taking and I've been hoping I've actually, cause the pencil is so much better. I have enjoyed using like one note, some of the other, like, you know, handwriting sort of apps mm-hmm. more. Um, and, and, and it's, it's easier to do that with. Um, and, and I'm hoping that, uh, we have, um, you know, maybe I might, I, I might have the ability, uh, because of the LTE and some other stuff to, to do some other types of, of testing and things with it too. Like, I feel like this it definitely has the potential with the right apps. Like I've been using the the Affinity um, uh, Photo and Affinity Design. Um, I'm looking forward to the next version of uh, you know to, to Photoshop coming to the iPad. I feel like this does have some real potential to be like something that could be really useful for my own use cases. Knowing myself, this is never going to be a laptop replacement. Um, Marco Arman, our friend Marco, uh, he made a good video of, of his iPad Pro, and and he um, he has his dog in the video. I know, I Aww. love Marco's dog. I, I know, I love Marco's that. dog. Um, and and I agree, kind of with with his take, because he, you know, he uses his in the kitchen a lot, and the way he uses his is similar to kind of the way I use mine. Um, and uh, for me, it was just kind of like I'll be honest. So I'd had my last iPad for two and a half years. I kind of just wanted a new one. I wanted to, mm-hmm. I, I was ready for it. Um, you know, I didn't feel like there was a reason for me to get the 10 and a half inch last year. And if you have the 10 and a half inch, I certainly don't think you need to upgrade at all. Um, and, and I think the same goes for, if you have a 12.9, I mean, if you're really drawn to the design or, or whatnot, maybe that's different, but I think most people, even people who use it as a laptop replacement probably don't need to, to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, my, I mean, I feel like I got my money's worth with my iPad. And I think the thing is with these, they have such long shelf lives yes. and they, they're very versatile. Like yes. if you're traveling, it's just, I don't even know why it is, but it's just easier to watch a it movie is. on the iPad. Maybe it's because when you take it to the gym, you know, you can put it up You can there. prop it up. Yeah, you can prop it up. Yeah. I mean, it, it will, it, it, it's a smaller form factor, so it fits well on, on a tray table, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, and and honestly, what it kind of happened to mine, and look, I could have, in theory, replaced it with one of the $329 versions and probably been just as happy in some ways the $329 version was actually better spec wise than, you know, the iPad pro that mine was two and a half years ago. But if you have a two and a half or three year old or three and a half year old, you know, iPad pro and you're looking to upgrade, I think it's fine. If yours is like a year old, I think you're fine. You, you don't need to. But, um, I, uh, 
you know, my battery had started to go on my iPad Pro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And same, and same. and what's it was interesting is Apple doesn't do battery replacement programs for the iPad. Yeah. They do it for the iPhone, but they don't do it for the iPad. And so I'm sure that there could, are some aftermarket things you could do, but that that's kind of a problem because you want to continue using it around. So that was yeah. part of it. I also really did want to get one with more space because I cheaped out last time and I got 128 gigabytes mm. and I knew Ooh, it wasn't no. I knew I knew nope. it wasn't enough nope. when I got it and and it tr- proved out to be true. I also and I've gone back and forth on this a few times. I didn't have the LTE version last time. Really? And I regretted it. Yeah, I think that's the best thing with the iPad. Like I, I, cannot, I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, in my defense, when I bought it in 2016, I was in a different financial situation, and and it was it was still a lot of money for me to spend. You know, the 800 and change or whatever it was on the iPad Pro that I got, you know, uh, two and a half years ago. Now, being in a little bit different situation, I was able. To, I, I just went ahead, and even though I, I think that the the price they charge for the LTE option, and you have to keep in mind, you still have to pay like twenty dollars a month. Uh, you know, well, what do you do with that? Um, well, for me, what I because I used to just think, oh, I can just tether this with my phone; it'll be the same. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes a it'll drain my phone faster. B sometimes depending on where I am, am if I have low um, you know connectivity, it won't uh, pair as well. And and uh, finally, like if I'm again, I'm about to do international traveling. I'm going to be paying for like the Verizon's like ten dollar a day, you know, uh, thing where you can get like five hundred and twelve megabytes of data, like on their network thing, and then you have to pay another ten dollars if you want another five hundred twelve megabytes or whatnot. Um, in this case, with my iPad. I'm probably just going to get Sims like in Europe and then yeah, and then in, in yeah. Brazil. And then what will be cool about that is if I needed to, I could pair that with my phone. See what I'm saying? That's yeah, so cool. I'm actually yeah. looking so you can make sure to, your phone will work. Exactly. And also just have a, a, a way to have good, reliable LTE data. But I don't feel like... I mean, that's going to be a personal thing. And I think if, if most people who are buying the iPad Pro, this is not going to be the first iPad. So I would just go based on your your own usage. The iPad, it's like a hard... It's it's such a weird device because I, I, I've I never regretted buying one because they have such long shelf lives. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Totally. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's I get device, my mom one every few years. You'll I get find my, something uh, to do with it. Yeah. Well, my mom, my mom loves her. So I got her the original iPad 3G. And then I got her the iPad 4 LTE. And then last year, I got her whatever the 2017 um, iPad was with LTE. Um, and then, you know, now they, they have a better 2018 model that has the supports, you know, the, the, the Apple Pencil or whatever. Hers does not. Um, the one thing I do want to complain about is I spent $80 to get the new cover for the, for the device. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of it. So oh. it's 80 So it's $80. And lot, it is a lot, <laughs> which is a lot of money. Yeah. And then it is the vinyl, um, you know, front that we all know and love from all the past, you know, um, iPad covers. Here's why I don't like it. One, um, you know, before you used to have the, the iPad covers that would just cover the front and and it would, you know, attach through magnets and then, and then you know, you would pull it over and it would, it, it would unwrap. And then you could also get an option that it would be like a shell that you would put it inside. Yep. Um, and it would cover the whole thing. So this one is not uh, the shell that it's, it inserts inside like I've had before. 
Um, but it's also not just the front cover. It covers the back as well. But how it works is that it's all magnet-based. So the back of it is a magnet. And then the front of it, you know, we'll, 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 we'll go over. And so it fits over it, you know, um, you know, so it covers up the back, covers up my beautiful engraving work. I, mine says, C-Max iPad Pro. It is not pink. It still oh, wow. rules. Because my old one said, um, C-Max iPad Pro. It's pink and it's fabulous. Oh, my God. Um, and so... Um, but but because it's magnet based now, so it that's good on the one hand because you don't have to get it in and out of those ridges. It's bad because the magnets aren't the most strong things, and so it'll come off sometimes if, if you're just kind of using it. I don't love it. I don't love how how it works or fits. I'm hoping that there will be some third party solutions that will be better. And frankly, I would have preferred the traditional, you know, attaches on the side. Um, uh, type cover, not type cover, but you know, iPad, um, mag, uh, you know, yeah, uh, the mag, know, co- the magnus. Yeah, I, I would have preferred just the yeah. front thing rather than having this weird thing on the side. I don't love it. Um, it doesn't feel super secure. That is the same model that they now have with uh, the 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 keyboard cover and case, where again, it doesn't fit inside of it. It just kind of attaches to the back, and I'm not a fan of that. I don't like it. Um, mm. mm-hmm. I get why they're doing it. I guess they want to make it as sleek as possible, but the magnets. They're strong enough, but they're not so strong that like if you're holding it by 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 its by its end and you're you know shaking it enough, it's <laughs> gonna come off. And 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 like that's not ideal if you've got something that's covering its back. Like it, I I can understand that if I'm if it's just attached to the side of it, but if it's also covering the back, I kind of I don't know. It, I, I'm not a fan. I feel I also feel like for eighty dollars, that's way too much money for the accessory. Um, well, so, but this is why I don't understand. If you're going to spend like how much is the Apple Pencil is one twenty nine, right? Yep. And then you get the two. So you got cellular in this one, right? So that's yep. nine hundred dollars, nine fifty for that in the two fifty six gig. Um, you spend one twenty nine for the pencil. You got Apple Care, right? That's yep. another two hundred. I mean, I I don't understand the difference in an eighty dollar case. Like, I would go and get the keyboard case. Do you know what I mean? Well, I didn't want. Well, I mean, because I I didn't like the um, yeah. This is this is they call it the smart folio, and yeah, uh, yeah. well, because the keyboard case. The reason I didn't like it is because when you fold it back, then you have to freaking touch the keys. Yep, that's mm-hmm. true. And and that's and true. and if I, if I don't like the keyboard and I don't want to use the keyboard, then I'd rather not have that. Okay, that makes sense, yeah. Are there third-party keyboards that work with the iPad? Yeah, I mean, you can use any Bluetooth keyboard. Mm-hmm. And, and not a fan of... No, I do like Bluetooth keyboards. I, I actually I paired it with one of my Logitechs. I like it just fine. And uh, right now, people haven't come out with the one for the, um, I guess, more specific ones that use the smart connector, but there were past models that have done that. And I'm, I'm assuming that Logitech will probably do that. Also, just for edification, the Smartfolio keyboard for the 11-inch is $180. Uh, so... Oh. So that's a hundred dollar difference for a keyboard I don't want. I'd rather spend that hundred dollars and get a Logitech K10 or K11, K811 rather, uh, a keyboard which is um, a, a Mac OS uh, Bluetooth keyboard. Um, Why that, didn't that, you get a third party case? Uh, they didn't have any available. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. because this is Too because new. this is a new Too form new. factor. Okay. Because this is a new form factor, and so eventually I think I will. I'm just saying I bought that smart oh, folio. Christina. I bought that smart folio. <laughs> cover thinking oh this will be really good you know because the normal smart cover is 40 bucks yeah and and it's and it's it's great um but that doesn't work with with the new one obviously and uh the smart folio for the 11 inch ipad pro is 80 dollars 
yeah, it even only has three stars on Apple's oh, no. uh, own website, <laughs> and which which really says something. Uh, I feel when, like when, everyone praised the Logitech keyboard in the last uh, iPad Pro, though. Yeah. And I bought one of those. I found it. I mean, it was a good keyboard, but it was a very bad accessory. Do you know what I mean? It was. I mean, it wasn't difficult to pair, but it was a bit of a chore. It was very chunky to get on and off. You know, like it was a yeah. real. I don't know. It just felt like it took a lot of effort to like put it inside the case and and get Mm. it back to it. I don't know. I mean, I would, maybe this is just me, but I care so much about the thinness and the the solidness of it in my hand that Mm -hmm. there's nothing that makes an Apple product feel cheaper than, you know, slapping some third party case on it. Like, yeah, maybe that's just me. No, I would agree with that. But I'm also I'm, I'm, I'm of the opinion, if I'm being completely honest, I don't like any of the keyboard cases, like in terms of travel stuff, like really? I'm not a fan of that. I don't like the keyboard cases. I just don't. I think probably the one that I spent the most money on was Bridge, B-R-Y-D-G-E. Um, uh, they had like a, a, an aluminum, you know, basically kind of like a MacBook keyboard for one of the early iPads. And I got one on Kickstarter and they still make devices. And I spent a couple hundred dollars on that. And it was a, it's fine. Um, but it added some bulk to it. Uh, uh, Jason Snell swears by his, I, I wouldn't ever buy another one. It was just too much money. Um, but, you know, you could kind of put it into something and kind of make it like a laptop. I don't know. I feel like if I was going to be traveling with something, I would much rather find a way to have like a portable keyboard that I could travel with um, and use it separately rather than having a keyboard case. I just don't like the keyboard cases. Well, hopefully your needs can be fulfilled sooner rather than later. Yeah, but 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 my TLD, TLDR is basically the same as everybody else. I think it's a really good device. I feel like it's we're going to have to wait to see on the software front. I feel like if you had if you bought a 2017 iPad Pro, unless you were just really jonesing for the aesthetic, I don't feel like you need to upgrade it. It's, it's in some ways it's similar to the the iPhone 10s. Um, so the we can wait. Off, yeah, I think you can totally wait. I mean, look, Face ID is great, and and the power that this thing offers is theoretically amazing. But again, we haven't seen any apps that are taking advantage of that. So I feel like you're more than you're completely fine and and, and waiting. But if you, if it's been a few years for you, even if you don't feel like you're going to use the pro features, if this is something you see yourself keeping for three to five years, you might might want to consider getting it. Um, that said, you should also look at the three hundred twenty nine dollar iPad because that does support the older Apple Pencil. It still supports the other accessories. It doesn't support the smart keyboard case, but it supports other Bluetooth things. And um, it doesn't have, you know, as, as a, you know, high uh, fidelity, you know, screen in terms of the 120 hertz, but it's still a really good device. And in a lot of the benchmarks is actually faster um, on a lot of the, the tests than, than the um, 2016 iPad Pros. So, so that, is 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 a good device, I think, for its money, depending on on, on what you do um, with it. Um, but but yeah, I mean, this is this is a very expensive product. So you kind of bought it because you you liked up the latest thing. But for somebody yeah. who is still happy with their previous iPad, eh, what well, they can yeah. wait. You can wait. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Would you like to hear about our sponsors? Yeah. Yes. This episode of Rocket is brought to you by PDF Pen, the Woo! ultimate tool for editing PDFs from our friends at Smile. Using PDF Pen, you can say goodbye to filing and go completely paperless with scanning and OCR. You can mark up and highlight PDFs. You can search and redact sensitive information such as account numbers. You can also correct text in PDFs even if you don't have the original. 
You can even insert, remove, and reorder pages, move and adjust images, record and playback audio annotations, and watermark your PDFs. And if that wasn't enough, you can get even more features with PDF Pen Pro, which allows you to create fillable PDF forms even automatically. Create and edit tables of contents, convert websites into PDFs, add and edit document permissions, pretty much anything you could ever want to do with a PDF. And I have great news. As you know, I am a lover of dark mode. And PDF Pen and PDF Pen Pro version 10.2 supports dark mode on Mojave. Plus, it has smoother scrolling, faster thumbnail drawing, and increased maximum zoom. So basically... (laughs) If you deal with PDFs at all, you need PDF Pen to make your life easy. You can learn more about PDF Pen and PDF Pen Pro at smilesoftware.com slash podcast. That's again, smilesoftware.com slash podcast. Thank you so much. So if you are putting together a PDF of all the symptoms you're suffering this week, which would be like a 50-page document, you could Uh edit that, you could annotate it with your doctor's notes. like My aching body, my my dizziness, my cough, my sweat. I could do it all. I feel like this could be the week that you'd really do the the older woman voice very well. Old voice podcast. Yes. You want to do old voice. <laughs> That's actually convincing. easier than talking yeah. normally right now. So <laughs> maybe if I try to sit up, I'll talk better. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> it's time to talk about something that makes me mad. Uh, Amazon has chosen New York City, Long Island City, and um, Silver Lake, Virginia as the next (laughs) homes for its uh, next two campuses. And New York City, particularly, I think was what we're going to focus on, has a sort of rolled over like the most pathetic animal to Uh offer them all kinds of subsidies and garbage to like support building their campus here tax credits 1.2 billion in tax credits um so it's it's very crappy i mean i feel like boston dodged a bullet you did you really did i was like i i don't know what new york is like but it's like here in boston okay a you can't buy a house for under a million dollars in the city. And even if you're like 40 minutes out of town, you're sp- still spending, you know, 500,000, 800,000 mm-hmm. on a house. Like that's with like a 30, 40 minute commute every day. B, yep. RT sucks. It sucks body parts that will go unnamed. <laughs> well, don't on worry, this show. Brianna. Amazon right. is going to be building a helipad so that right. important For Amazon Jeff people Bezos. never right. have to take the freaking yeah, subway. Exactly. I-, I am really happy. I was so happy when I heard the story that New York City is going to take Simone's hard-earned tax dollars to buy <laughs> Jeff Bezos a helipad. Yeah, thank you, New that's York. What I wanted. That's, that's why good, I left Seattle. That's good government. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's talk about Seattle for a second. I mean, I, I, I w- before we kind of get into this, I do want to kind of acknowledge that that Amazon is is obviously a, a competitor um, in the region and and you know cer- certain markets to Microsoft. But these opinions are completely my own, or do not represent my employer or anything uh, about where I work. But as somebody who you know lived in New York City for many years and and paid a lot of taxes in New York City. <laughs> This incenses me. This makes me so angry because not not because Amazon is is you know hiring twenty five thousand um, new people, uh, new jobs in New York City. That's that's great. That's fine. But because this entire pageant pageantry exercise 
was a every as a lot of other uh, uh you know um uh, observers have have kind of said it was kind of gross from the get-go where you yep. kind of you know uh it, amazon's it, audition way, process basic yes, quote-unquote I mean, quote, audition process well i mean yes it, it, the thing is is that on the one hand i can kind of appreciate the level of evil uh and and and, and the the smarminess and 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 the uh you know calculatedness of of the decision to kind of make cities compete against one another um on who would offer the best tax breaks i mean i think it's gross but i can also kind of appreciate it from like a machiavellian level um but on the other hand you know you literally had you know companies competing against each other you had some cities who were willing to make really big concessions Mm -hmm. um it it was the atlantic new york can't necessarily afford because we have a breaking an aging subway system well no new york no new york can't afford it new york just chooses to prioritize other things there's a difference um uh, because new york let's be very clear new york and also this this city in in um, northern virginia they're going to are very um affluent places right well the mta is still broke i agree government help i agree with you but that's a different issue um from you know, I mean, they're they're looking at these as separate issues. I mean, and to me, it's not an either or. I feel I feel like you can it can be both. I feel like this is kind of a slap in the face if you're saying we can't afford to fix the subway. Although that's not mm-hmm. what they've said. They've just said it's it's a bureaucratic process, and how much the state does the state have to pay, and how much does the city have to pay, and mm-hmm. and everybody wants to point fingers over who's but fault it is. But it wasn't even that. It was so much grosser. I swear, this whole thing was one step away. From Mayor Marty Walsh of Boston, like standing yeah. outside with the rose, like for Amazon. <laughs> oh no, you're and not. You're not wrong. Whatever the jerk store's name is, it's not Cynthia Nixon that rules uh, Cuomo. New York. A- no, Andrew Cuomo. Yeah, no, yes, he I'm said. Joking. No, he yeah. said he he then, said he would change his name to Amazon Cuomo if it right. meant getting the deal. Uh, right. And look, that's normal. What a little. That's sorry. Great. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I well, and, and frankly. That. Yeah. I've been critical of him since he was elected and I voted for him. Um, although I liked in a lot of ways, uh, 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 Christine Quinn better, but de Blasio who pisses me off, um, is on the line for this too. de Blasio who claims to be progressive and he's not really, he, he bends over and, 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 and follows whatever other people want to do. Like, I'm sorry, but this is the sort of thing Bloomberg would have fought harder and would have would have pushed back more mm-hmm. than de Blasio did and then and, and then Cuomo did. I'm sorry, but Bloomberg, because he's a businessman, he wouldn't have given in yeah. on all these subsidies. Like I'm not saying Bloomberg's like oh, is a is a great guy, although I, I was fine with him as as, as governor, or not governor, as, as mayor. But but Bloomberg He understands business. And I feel definitively that Bloomberg would have fought harder for this because somebody on Hacker News, which is hardly the bastion of like intelligent thought, but Somebody did just the math, the high-level math of at least for the subsidies that the state of that the New York City and the state are giving to Amazon, and it breaks down to about sixty-one thousand per employee. Ugh. So amortized over ten years at sixty-one hundred dollars. So just to make its money back, New York City would have to say we're going to be getting an additional sixty-one hundred dollars in tax revenue from all of these people. Now. That's not going to happen just from New York City taxes as high as they are. And it's not going to happen from state taxes as high as those are. Um, and because the majority of the people they're going to be hiring are already going to live in New York City, you're not going to be getting net new people. So people are like, oh, well, they'll spend more money on, you know, um, a sales tax and other things. No, mm-hmm. because they already live there. Um, so, you know, basically it's going to take and, and that also assumes that, um, you know, because the people would stay in a job for 10 years, which they won't. So 
things get reset Mm -hmm. to a certain extent when you bring new people in and and have to replace those jobs. It's just this is costing the city a lot of money. Um, And and Bezos is is getting, you know, New York was already their biggest head, was already their second biggest facility. And and they already had ridiculous number of employees in the D.C. area. So Mm -hmm. all, I mean, somebody from the Seattle Times pointed this out a couple weeks ago when this rumor started. Basically, this entire pageantry exercise, which was really gross, and you saw all these cities falling all over themselves to offer as many deals as possible. Really what happened is it just... You know, became that this this public showmanship for how much do you how much will you love us? And then all they yeah. did was go to the places where they already had Campuses. established massive massive workforces. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what? Are, how do you um, come to the conclusion that most of the twenty five thousand people will be from New York? Uh, because from a recruitment standpoint, um, I know I they were looking for like talent pools, but considering what's happened with. Seattle and Silicon Valley with there there's always a lot of people coming in for those jobs. Yeah, there are. And New York is also a demonstrably more expensive city to live in mm-hmm. than Seattle um, uh, and, and, and then other places. You also already have engineering talent in New York City. Um, and, and so I'm not saying all of them will be that way, but I think more than you think, um, I think you might see a shift of people going from one place to to Amazon because Amazon still wants to hire a certain type of person. And, um, you know, so, so if it's people who work on Wall Street or who work, um, and and smaller things, maybe work in the tri-state area, like that's what that's going to do. I don't know how Mm -hmm. much this is going to drive. Also, New York City, they haven't succeeded the way they've wanted to, but for more than 10 years, there's been this whole New York tech movement and, you know, built in New York movement where they've been actively trying to get more engineering. You know, Spotify was one of the first recipients. This was actually under Bloomberg. Mm-hmm. This was the time Bloomberg yelled at me at a press conference. Um, <laughs> best day <laughs> ever. Go, Christina. That's uh, why no, genuinely you. best day ever. Yeah. Uh, he, he was so mad because I asked because they were talking about all the jobs that the Spotify was going to bring. And I was like, well, if you really care so much about, you know, bringing more engineering jobs, New York City, then why are you, why are there so many H1BVs? And to be clear, I'm not against H1BVs or, or immigration, but it, 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 it's, it flies in the face sometimes when you increase those things if you're trying to mm-hmm. get more engineering jobs. And he thought that that was off topic and uh, yeah. got very upset with me. And then someone from the, from the uh, Daily News asked about his daughter's recently announced pregnancy. Wow. And he, was like, and he was like, well, since there are no other serious questions, he glared at me. Then he answered oh. more general questions. Wow, that's incredible. I swear to God, that jerk store tries to run for the nomination of my party. <sighs> Of our party and thinks he can just roll in, like, just because the Republicans have gone off the deep end. Like, you know what? Go fix your party. Like, yeah. We alone. still got problems. Yeah. But, but, but anyway, I mean, I loved it. I, I, I was, I, because that's honestly, you want to get yelled at by, by the administration. Yeah. Um, I, love it. I, I was yes. very happy with that. But anyway, um, Way to go, Christina. But anyway, I was just going to say, like, other companies have been trying to do that. You know, Facebook has uh, a lot of employees. Google, not just, I mean, and there you will have some net new, but like Google had announced, uh, uh, I think at some Wall Street Journal conference that they are planning on doubling their number of employees. I think they have 7,000 now and they're planning on doubling them over the next couple of years. Um, and, and they just spent $20 billion to buy Chelsea Market, to buy the building where their HQ is. Like they literally now mm-hmm. own Chelsea. So yes, I, I think you will see some people come in and they will be importing some people in um, and hopefully some people will be skilled up. But there's already it's New York has been trying to establish itself as a big tech center for a long time. Ugh. So I don't feel like this is going to necessarily be taking people from 
you know, middle America and they're suddenly okay. going to say, oh, I'm moving to New York City. Like, because even even if that's the case, even with the salaries Amazon is offering, relocation benefits and whatnot, like it's expensive to move to New York. Yeah. Like, and the, in New I think York, the average is $150,000 salary. I mean, that's what they claim. I mean, who knows? You know, and, yeah, and that could be, I that could be, that. I, I think that's, that seems a little high. Um, although that's definitely what you need if you're going to be living um, in Manhattan. Um, but also you'll see plenty of people living in Jersey and plenty of people living mm-hmm. in, in Brooklyn. Um, mm. I don't know. I mean, it, it's interesting that like Long Island City is where they're going to be building out. Um, I think that that area has been really hot for startups for a long time. So that's not a bad place. Also, real estate there is relatively cheap yeah, compared to other places. <laughs> well, it'll go up. But I mean, but they already bought it. Like that's that 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 that's why they've they've chosen this. I don't know. I I feel like Amazon doesn't get the sort of scrutiny that it should in a lot of ways. Um, I feel like they are kind of like how Google was um, a few years ago, or especially a decade ago, where everybody gave Google a pass. And yeah, that's fair. I mean, but you know, like uh, you know, Blue Origin, like his space company. I feel like it's really been lost in the SpaceX news, and they're doing really interesting things. He also, you know, the Washington Post is doing some of the best journalism in the country. Yeah, right but those now. are his personal companies. I mean, that's I agree not with that. That, that, that's, that's that's not Amazon. I, and, I completely agree. Yeah. Um, and and I think that Amazon is problematic in a lot of ways, and I think oh, that the the, the the lack of a focus on on. Stuff. I mean, you could say the same thing about Google, though. Like, okay, Google does really interesting things. They're still an advertising company. They still track a lot of data. You know, like, it, it's interesting what companies we, we give passes to. Do you think that moving to a union town is going to have any effect on work conditions at Amazon? No, because mm. most of the positions they're hiring for will not be union jobs. Um, now, Ugh. now, now, do we think that, do I, do I think that there should be organized labor around professional white collar jobs? Absolutely. Um, that's much more, that's much harder said than done. Um, and, and also New York city is a union town, but it's also not, it's a union town. If you're teamsters, it's a union town. If you're like a, a certain type of, of, uh, you know, um, media uh, company. Uh, well, that's different. I mean, that, that that's starting to happen, but even those unions aren't really the same. I mean, you know, going historically, but it's, uh, but you don't, for instance, like you have some of taxi cab unions, but like Uber drivers aren't typically represented by mm-hmm. a union, and 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 a lot of uh, you know uh, retail employees and, and things like that typically still aren't unionized. One of the reasons Walmart can't go to New York is, uh, well, a the city won't let them actually, but there would also be fears of, of unionization. Um, unfortunately, with higher co- uh, high, higher um, you know like average cost jobs a lot of people in those positions don't feel like they should unionize because they mm-hmm. almost feel like, oh, I make too much money. That's not fair. Yeah. I'm I'm vehemently against that. I think that that organized labor is important no matter how much you're making. Um, and, and I think that the walkout at Google a couple of weeks ago shows how important um, organized labor is um, and, and how much of an impact it can have. Um, Amazon's problem too, though, is a lot of their stuff is contracted out. Like the, the most egregious things are with contractors. So can those individually unionize and should they absolutely but that's technically amazon can wash its hands of that i i have to say i've 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 talked to many people that have worked in amazon warehouses here Mm -hmm. in boston it's like you say it's through a third-party company and it's a it's a mess yeah it it sounds like a terrible job um yeah any final thoughts uh, before we move on to our awesome dessert topic, I wanted to uh, touch on a, a, a reader uh, email that we yeah. got. 
Um, so we had a really thoughtful uh, critique from someone who, you know, uh, Christy and I have been talking about uh, our love for the Dyson Airwrap. And on uh, last week's show, I'd mentioned I bought a few uh, additional Dyson products, uh, like their hair dryer, which still hasn't gotten here, <laughs> and also uh, one of their air purifiers from my office. And we got a really uh, nice letter that wasn't mansplaining at all. It was like, guys, like, you know, I felt bad about writing this to you. And I wasn't going to until Brianna said this. Um, I just wanted to let you know that Dyson was, uh, James Dyson, the engineer behind the company, was one of the key people behind Brexit, uh, you know, which is a, <laughs> like Amazon moving to New York, mm-hmm. it's a real, I, I will go on record and say, I think it's a very damaging, like kind of extremist thing that's harmed Britain's economy. Totally. Um, and, and, and the EU as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. And also he pointed me to an article about James Dyson uh, and uh, the tax evasion that he mm-hmm. had done. Uh, some very, very concerning things. And I can absolutely see why someone would uh, – not want to do business with that company. It certainly gave me second thoughts, even though I really love my air route quite a bit. Um, I just kind of want to say like that stuff gives me pause. And I just wanted to tell our listeners about that. Christine, I know you had some thoughts on that. Yeah, no, I, I feel the same way. And it's it's interesting. When I first tweeted about the air app, some people were pointing that out to me. And and I kind of looked into it. And and I don't want it in any way to diminish. I, I, I'm so thankful for um, our listener for sending us the email. It was very thoughtful. And it gave me pause as well. It's a hard thing, right? And I think that the Amazon thing, it, to kind of go back to back that, that a second, can be problematic and we can critique it and we can be annoyed by it. But no matter how annoyed I might be with Amazon, especially now that I live in Seattle, I'm I'm not um I guess a good enough person or whatever like I'm not going <laughs> to not use Amazon. Like it it's it's a it's a big part of of uh, my shopping habits and my life and I and I I like a lot of a lot of their things even though I can acknowledge that it's problematic. But it does it, I appreciate the email cuz it does make me think about what are you supporting? And obviously companies are more than, you know, just um the the influence of of some of their executives and and in if you are to judge, I mean, it, it's up to each individual person by how far they want to go with certain things. And I, I, I fully support anybody for choosing not to support any company or organization because of what its its leadership or or people involved with it do or their positions on certain things. I think that's amazing, and I think that's actually the best way you can get changes to vote with your wallet. I, I, I don't know personally if I'm at the point where I could be like definitively say I will never buy another Dyson product because of the politics, but it is one of those things that certainly. I will I will think about as much as I do like the well, products. I mean, it's one of these things. It's like, uh, yeah, I went on TV today. Uh, it was day three since I washed my hair. <laughs> Hand to God, I spent four minutes doing my hair beforehand. Like when the video comes out, I think you're going to say, wow, Bree's hair looks really, really good today. That's like for me in my career, that's a positive thing. But as far as like for the things that don't really need, like, you know, when it comes to air purifiers or heaters and coolers, you've got a lot of options there. Yeah. And it's like, maybe next time I will choose to go with someone else. So good place to leave it. Mm-hmm. No, I think Unless so. And, but but again, I just, I, yeah. no, I just also, yeah, just to say again, like, I really do appreciate like how thoughtful the, um, the, the email was. And, and I think it's, listeners can write us anytime. Yeah. Like, I just I'll, want I'll, you guys absolutely. to know that we read it. Like it, it absolutely. Let's talk about Detective Pikachu. Woo! Woo! So controversial trailer. Why? Came out this week. Ugh. For the Detective Pikachu movie starring Ryan Reynolds. 
Was it controversial? Oh, yeah. How was has... this controversial? The controversy is how long Pikachu's fur is. <gasps> oh my god, I hate people so much. <laughs> I think it's the funniest thing in the world. Oh, I like getting heated about things that don't matter. Um, but the new Detective Pikachu trailer has come out revealing a world of photorealistic Pokemon, um, some of which have different textures than you might expect. Uh, but other, I otherwise, I think that it looks fantastic, but it has torn my office apart. We are a team Why? divided over the Pokemon Detective Pikachu movie. Well, I think anyone in your office doesn't like it is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah. like, as somebody who was who suffered very real psychological harm because of the Pokemon franchise in 1999 when I was working my first job <laughs> in high school because of having to sell the cards and all the other stuff, I still am so here for it. And also, I didn't know I needed Ryan Reynolds to be Pikachu, but I'm very glad he is. <laughs> I don't know about that. See, that's one of the things that I'm torn on because he's got like a grown, sexy adult man voice and it's coming out of this cute little mouse. Pika, pika. Controversial. <laughs> I, You're not wrong. I mean, it's like there's this... Uh, it, it's weird seeing Ryan Reynolds like shift from, you know, Deadpool to like children's character. It's not there in my mind. Like there's a line there... Where yeah, Pikachu like this girl goes, oh look at you, Pikachu, you're so cute. And Ryan Reynolds goes, oh you're cute too. And I was expecting some like X-rated like follow up <laughs> to that. There and have been so many come. good memes right. of people putting Danny DeVito's voice on Pikachu because from Always Sunny <laughs> because he yeah. almost got yes. the role. He was in contention for it. Um, and they those videos are fantastic. We have a whole meme roundup on Polygon as well as a fur debate as well as an article about Mr. Mime who is another controversial figure in this trailer. What do you guys think about Mr. Mime? Uh, I hate Mr. Mine and Pokemon, <laughs> and this did not change my mind at all. I like uh, him. I think oh. he's great. He's fine. Let him live. I he's creepy. He's like a. He's like I. I would as Got soon expect brows. him to yeah to like murder me. Like I. I don't know. He's he's definitely a serial killer. Pokemon. How do you feel about Mr. Mime, Christina? Yeah, I, I feel like he's definitely kind of a serial killer. Um, but I'm also kind of here for it. I don't know. It's, <laughs> I don't know. How, I, I don't know what this movie is going to be. This is what confuses me because, like, Pokemon's always been so kid friendly, and by having Ryan Reynolds and by having the fact that Danny DeVito was in contention, like that kind of puts a different spin on it, which I think is interesting, right? Like, mm -hmm. I feel like the franchise is old enough now that you can definitely go in a slightly more adult kind of way, but at the same time. It's still Pokemon. Yeah, so, yeah. Parents you know, and kids will be interested in it. But exactly. so will millennials, who I well, feel like this is marketed to extremely. Oh, oh no, this is totally marketed to the kids who saw the Pokemon movie, you know, in theaters in '99, and, and about the cartoon it. show, and 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 you know have followed it and and continue to love it, and and that's actually why I think Ryan Reynolds is good casting because he's you know he even as a dad like now he's like he's very cool he's he's uh you know quippy he's fun um i forgot danny that he was DeVito a dad 
Danny DeVito would be interesting too, although that's weird. It's funny though, when, when I first kind of heard his voice, it kind of reminded me, remember when uh, Bill Murray was Garfield? Oh God. Oh yeah. That was a weird now, mix. Na- yeah, yeah, that was, well, okay. This is the truth of that. So Bill Murray took the role because he thought that the director was a different director. <gasps> and then he found out it was a different dude and it was already just, it was like, all right, it was whatever. Too late. And it was too late, which when I found that, I, I didn't know I could love Bill Murray anymore. And then I was like, oh, yeah, no. That's I, hilarious. The best. I um, hope it's not a Garfield situation because I think it looks great. So, but this is this is what worries me though, because okay. it's like, ah, okay, because it starts off and it really feels more like the real world we're living in than anything mm-hmm. else. And it's so realistic. You know what I mean? It's like it's in that weird Roger Rabbit zone. Yes, and it's I, like, I actually thought Roger Rabbit when when yeah. I saw this. Right, because it's it's got that vibe, and it's like, you know, Pokemon is not a world you should really start thinking about a lot <laughs> because it gets really dark really fast. Like if you thought Michael Vick was a messed up situation in reality, Pokemon is way weirder because you're capturing these animals in the wild. You're trapping them in these balls. We don't know if they just freeze time and you're like just effectively killing the Pokemon (laughs) while they're inside. You're separating them from their family, from their ecosystem, and then you're taking them out to battle them and torture them. And then like (laughs) they get sent to a nurse, which just patches them up. Then you send them out for battle again. I mean, it's a dark world. If Apparently, you start Pokemon Black and it. White tried to address that and like yeah. had the conclusion that they like to fight. They like it. <laughs> they like to fight. Okay, but that's different in a, a live action movie. I think. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited like to see balls, what the world basically. building is going to be yeah. for this. Like, what what role do? Because there's just Pokemon all over the place. It's very much right. there are Pokemon here. We share the world with them, and I'm excited for that. I, I, I wonder if there's going to be a Logan Paul cameo. Ugh. Stop. Ugh. No. Why? I want to like this movie, Christina. I'm I, that, guys. I wasn't serious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I, yeah. Since, since 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 he showed how much he he loves Pokemon and Japan and everything, and was just so culturally oh, appropriate of the whole uh, thing. <laughs> no, I, I I I I'm with you. I mean, I think that I I I don't know. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. Like I didn't know this was coming out. I didn't know how to feel about it. I uh, but but I feel like you know what? If the worst case is this is like a Who Framed Roger Rabbit scenario. Who Framed Roger Rabbit was a great movie. It was really good. Uh, it was one of the greatest movies. It was. And it was yeah. and it was one of those, it was actually, it was like one of Disney's first, I mean, it was under the Touchstone banner, not under Disney. It was one of the first kind of more adult kind of things that fair. So I feel like that's, and we haven't had anything like that in a really long time. So I feel like that could be good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I know we didn't have this on the list, but have you guys seen the, uh, the Toy Story 4 um, teasers? No, I have not. Really oh, cute. I have. Oh, I'm not as optimistic about that. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to be. Um, there's been there was some drama around the the you know it's been delayed a number of times. Rashida Jones and her writing partner were did the script and I think are still credited for it, but apparently left early in production. I don't know. Um, part of me doesn't feel like we needed a fourth one, no, but at the same really time, didn't. but at the same time, I love Toy Story so much that I'm absolutely, of course, going to see it. So. 
I mean, I'll see it. I feel like Toy Story 3 took such an emotional toll oh, yeah. to get through. Oh, it ruined it's like, me. I'll go watch 10 horror movies, no problem. Toy Story 3 just breaks me. You know? Oh, yeah. Grant so, and I, we saw it in the theater, It was and it was mostly adults, I should point out. Toy Story 3, when we saw it opening day, it was mostly adults. And we're crying, and this woman walks past yep. us. She was so funny. She, she was like, are you crying? I see you crying. I was crying, too. And it was just so funny, because we were like, <laughs> yes, yes, we are crying, because... Yes. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Oh um, my gosh. But you know what? The only reason I'm, I, I'm, I'm holding out hope on, on Toy Story 4, I remember when Toy Story 2 came out. And That's originally, true. It, originally it was supposed to be direct video. And Pixar, like they stood up and they were like, nope, we're not doing that. And, and it and, was and, really and, good. And, in, well, and halfway through, they had to kind of do like a massive rewrite and change a lot of things, which in most movies means it's hot garbage and it's going to be terrible. And what happened? It was better than the first one mm-hmm. and and became, you know, for, for many, many years, like the top grossing animated film and, and uh, you know, had uh, for, for many years, like the, the highest grossing, like uh, Thanksgiving weekend and, uh, you know, like opening. I think it, it took The Incredibles to beat that and, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and, and became a classic. So and then Toy Story 3, another one where people are like, we don't need this. And then it was amazing. So speaking of The Incredibles, The Incredibles 2 came out this year, right? Yes. Yes, I it did. Totally I totally forgot I that that happened. I still haven't seen it. I still haven't wow. seen it. Wow. I, I mean, uh, well, anyway, anyway, I'm, I'm going to see this one on opening night and I will wait for Christina's review of Toy Story While 4. While you're recovering, you should just binge everything, Simone. Ha, you should. You should actually. And, and you know what? Uh, we, we didn't talk about this either, but, uh, but Disney has released a few more details about their streaming service. It's going to come out sometime in 2019 ever? and yeah. it's going to be called Disney Plus. Ugh. And uh, we don't know how much it's going to cost. My hope, though, will be that all the Pixar films and everything will just be there. And that, like, most of them will... It'll be... I'm, I'm hoping it'll be more like an FX mm-hmm. Now situation where you have, like, every Simpsons ever and all that stuff rather than, like, a rotating in and out situation. Because I would have no problem paying, you know, Disney, like, a set amount of money a month if I got access to every single thing in the catalog. I just want Darkwing Duck. Like, I'll pay for that. Just give me Darkwing Duck. Just, you just want Darkwing Duck? I do. I'm a big Darkwing Duck fan. All right. What are you up to this week, Brianna? Uh, we are working on my congressional race. Uh, so I, I got to tell you, we had a staffer for my campaign that just went missing today. Oh, no. <laughs> no one oh, no. knows what happened to him. Oh, dear. And, and he's over in New York, so I can't like do a lot with him, but we're kind of freaking out here on our campaign. So, okay. Uh, so, like, Frank was calling hospitals today trying to see if he went in there. And uh, so that's kind of where you we find are. I, I missed a meeting with your friend Allison today because of that, Christina. So, oh, no. Yeah, um, kind of messed up. Uh, so we're trying to find Grant this week. Yeah, I, oh, I've, no. said, I've never, I've, I've never like hoped for this before, but I really hope he was just ghosting you genuinely. Like I hope that, like I hope that that's like the situation. I really or hope his he was phone just got like, stolen. It's just bizarre because yeah, maybe he dropped yeah. it. We don't. We don't know. Like that, I'm talking to people they've worked with. Them, they're like, no, this is not like him to have duties oh and just to walk away. So, yeah. Oh, anyway, well, you'll have to update us is. on that next week. <laughs> is Grant alive? I'll let you know. Christina, what about you? So, um, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be embarking on a uh, whirlwind uh, world tour. So, to Christina speak. Con. 
Christina Khan, exactly, Christina Khan, <laughs> where I will be in Helsinki, then I will be in Berlin, and then I will be in Sao Paulo. And I'm going to them all back to back. So uh, because the the even though um, Berlin and, and Sao Paulo are a week apart, people are like, oh, well, you could go home. And I was like, yeah, to go home for 12 hours. <laughs> yeah, that makes... No, I'm flying from Berlin to Paris and then from Paris to Sao Paulo. Oh. Um, and uh, anyway, for for Ignite the Tour, so if you're you're into uh, uh, you know uh, cloud stuff or or Office 365 stuff, uh, these are, are free events we're doing at Microsoft. But anyway, I'm going to be giving talks at these, and so I am. Um, I have my first run through of one of my sessions tomorrow morning, and I'm I'm finalizing that stuff, trying to get my demos down, get my cadence down, because these are, I'll be doing two one-hour talks. Um, and so um, I have a little bit of time to get better on certain things, but things need to kind of be locked. So that's what I've been kind of uh, mm-hmm. knee-deep in. Yeah, it's does, it, it feels so romantic when you think about going on the road, but like for times I've had like literally an entire month away from home from just going city to city. It sucks. It really does. And like hotels and, you know, bad in-room coffee and missing your spouse. I mean, it gets, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun seeing the world, but it always takes a big emotional toll on me. Totally. Well, I hope you have more fun than than no fun, Christina. No, I'm definitely going to have fun. Um, my, you know, so my, my favorite coworkers will be there. It's just going to be a lot. It's just right now I'm just kind of in that in that phase where I'm trying to you know make sure that I'm going to have everything down in terms of a presentation standpoint because um, because this is new content for me to be presenting and and when I going through the content, um, I'm not going to be the I'm going to be doing this at six different cities, but I'm not going to be the only one giving these talks. So the presentations that I'm putting them together have to be repeatable. <laughs> so that adds that adds another challenge where you have to kind of you know write what you're writing, um, yep. you know, so that somebody else who's not you can give the same talk. You know what's going to happen while you're over there? This is going to be the things going to happen to you the most. People are going to be like, "You're American. Are you okay? We're really worried about you. We're really worried because that it doesn't matter if you go to Canada. It doesn't oh, matter yeah, where yeah, yeah. you go. That's just everywhere these days. No, you're, you're right. I mean, I think the only place where that's probably not going to be true is Brazil because they were freaking out when I was there in April. They were freaking <laughs> yep, out about their yep. election, and now yep. like it's happened. And um, I would argue that their electoral situation is, is way worse I than ours. Yeah. So uh, you know, they probably won't be. But yeah, I think that the the people in Finland and the people in Berlin, you're probably right. Well, Simone, you're going to be running I, four marathons um, this week. And, four marathons uh, starting tomorrow yep. morning. Actually, starting at midnight tonight. You know, okay. just an hour from now or so. <laughs> okay. um, I am trying to get better because I really want to go to a benefit at the Guggenheim tomorrow, but it's not going to happen. I'm so sick. Are you sure that's not going to happen? Because if you if you could like, are you on antibiotics or? No, I've just been lying down all day. What? What, how, Girl, when would I have had time to go to the doctor? I actually well, don't the, believe in antibiotics for flus. I, I got my I flu shot. I'm going to Julia right now. No. <laughs> I don't want to make a super virus by using antibiotics carelessly when I can just sweat this out myself. <sighs> no, but you need to make sure that it doesn't go from like flu to pneumonia or something. Just go to a city MD. It's only been yeah. one day. And I can't leave the house because I'm too dizzy. So... Do I'm I need to do I need to like hire somebody to like walk you to City MD then? No. If I mean, I, I'll get you an I'll, I'll, I I we will get you an Uber to take you. Like it's not a problem. An Uber? 
I'm I will boycotting tell them Jordan and Amazon to drag your butt out of the house naked if that's what it takes. I will consider you it. You have to survive. But I don't think yeah. that two days of sickness justifies antibiotics. <laughs> I will. I will be like a, a grandma who lived through the Great Depression, and I will soldier on. <laughs> But Polyka needs your your wonderful content. Like they do, okay. they really do. But they not do? this week. All right. Hey, where can we find you online? Uh, let's see. You can find me on Space Cat Gal, or you can follow me on the terrible Facebook machine, which you shouldn't <laughs> be on. But I have to be on it because I'm running for Congress. And you can do that. At developer Brianna Wu on Facebook. Nice. And you can find me on Twitter at Doom Quasar. Christina, what about you? Uh, you can find me at film underscore girl on the Twitters and the Instagrams. I am on Facebook, but I try not to be because it just depresses me and I hate it. Yeah. It's so, terrible. Uh, thank you, everyone, for the birthday wishes, by the way. For, uh, oh, happy uh, pe- birthday. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, but people who did, like, I, I did log into Facebook the first time in quite some time yesterday for my birthday and saw I had lots and lots of messages, which was lovely. Uh, I Facebook missed is still your terrible. birthday. You, I should have logged into fine. Facebook. I had no she, idea. She turned 26 this year. Wow, I did turn 26. I did turn awesome. 26. Yes. She's Benjamin buttoning. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Rocket. If you liked it, please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. That's super helpful for people finding it. Does somebody who sounds more aesthetically pleasing than me want to do the end of the show? <laughs> I don't think any. I don't think I'm. A, I'm. I, I marketing don't know anything right now. Uh, so, like, rate and review the show. What else goes before terminated? I don't know. Um, I'm pretty much that. We'll All be right. Back with you this next episode week. of Rocket is terminated. 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 <laughs>